Would you open God's precious holy word to Psalm 58, a cry for judgment. The psalmist sings and then the song is a prayer. What all of God's people have felt through all of the space of time since the fall of man. So let's look at it together. First of all, he gives an indictment to the wicked. Again, I say, mine's coming from the Hebrew text, so I'm, I'm one verse ahead. So if I'm in verse two, I think it's your verse one. So don't, get, don't let that confuse you. For the conductor or the chief musician, Al-Tashcheth, that's a set, the music is set to do not destroy. Do not destroy. Al-Tashcheth of David, a michtam, that's a contemplative, deep, uh, thoughtful process that comes out in a song. Indeed, you silent ones. Let me talk about that for just a second. That's an interesting word, whoops, that comes over. I have had a hard time with this thing today. Where is it? Where did I go? There. Silent ones. Maybe that's how yours is translated. It comes from this word here, elem. Elem, which is a word that refers to demons. All right? So, this is the picture we get. My daddy used to describe it like this when he preached, the world is going to hell on a roller coaster. Everybody's having fun. Screaming and carrying on, and they don't know that they're going to be dropped right into the lake of fire. Well, while all of the world is falling apart all of the time, violence, meanness, uh, corruption, depravity, this is the natural path of fallen mankind. You don't have to teach people how to be bad. They already are. The only thing that arrests them from the path of destruction is the grace of God. Sitting back, you can't see them. You can't hear them audibly, except to know that through their vast, wicked influence, they speak through the mouths of other people. But they're there these demonic forces. Paul says, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against spiritual wickedness in high places. And he goes on to describe the, the array of, of evil demonic forces that surround us all the time. We don't see it. We don't hear it. They don't want to be identified. They don't want you to know they're there. And they don't want you to know that when you're hearing all of this evil, anti-God, anti-Bible, anti-Christ stuff, they don't want you to know that they're the ones really saying it. So they're, they're, 
they're spewing it through the mouths of their human lieutenants, the ones they control. So the psalmist identifies them. You silent ones. Do you speak righteousness? Then he goes from there to humanity. From the demonic forces to the humans that are so influenced by them. Do you judge equitably? You sons of Adam, sons of men would be the way you'd you'd uh, translate it. Uh, Bene Adam, Bene Adam. Sons of Adam, sons of men. So in Adam, we're told in the New Testament, in Adam all die. In Christ, all are made alive. If we are only in Adam, we're dead. If we are only in Adam, we cannot judge equitably. We're twisted. We're, we're biased toward evil because that's who we are without Christ, without the grace of God in our lives. So the sons of Adam, the sons of men, do you judge equitably? Well, here's the answer to those two questions. No. In your heart, in heart you work wickedness in the earth. You weigh out the violence of your hands. We'll have a preach-off here. Here, the natural production, the natural fruit, apart from the intervention of God, is the work of wickedness. It surrounds us. It's there all the time. It never stops. Things might seem to get a little better. Righteousness in the world might seem to have an upper hand for a brief moment. And then wickedness comes back with a vengeance worse than it ever was. I've never seen wickedness on the scale that it has seen so, so open and unabashed as it is today. It's it's, it's reprobation. It's a reprobate mind, which is a mind that is flipped upside down. Right is wrong. Wrong is right. So here, in heart, because, because you can't help it. That's, that's apart from grace. This is man to work wickedness in the earth. You weigh out the violence of your hands. Wickedness. Apart from the intervention of God, gaining the upper hand will always be manifest in violence. It naturally, it naturally, the violence of fallen, the wickedness of fallen man under the absolute domination of those, quote, silent ones, close quote, the sons of men must work wickedness. If anything gets in its way, it becomes violent. That is the way 
of fallen earth, of sinful man, sinful earth. That's the way it is. All right, so then, here's the evidence against the wicked. The wicked become estranged even from the womb. They go astray speaking lies as soon as they're born. Now this is the depravity of man. David says that he was, that in iniquity he was conceived. In other words, in the womb, just being a part of the human race even before birth has naturally within it depravity. You don't have to teach a child how to be bad. They'll be bad. You have to teach a child how to be good. You have to correct them. So, estranged from the womb, go astray speaking lies as soon as they are born. Beautiful little cuddly babies in the essence of who they are are deceivers. Did you ever have a little child deceive you? Sure you have. If you ever had children, they'll lie to you. They'll hide stuff. We used to watch uh, funny home vid- uh, America's Funniest Home Videos, this little girl. That Eddie had the camera set up, gave her instructions to eat her, to eat her vegetables. Maybe three years old, I don't know how she could barely speak the English language. All of the evidence was there on the tape, but daddy wasn't there, see? So the kid's not thinking, you know, well, there's a camera set up over there. She hides some of it and throws it away and maybe gives it to an animal or something. He comes back and brings her into judgment. (laughs) Did you eat your vegetables? Yes. I ate four of celery and three of carrots. She didn't eat a thing. Little bitty, beautiful, pretty little girl. Lying. She was born that way. I was born that way. You were, we were all born that way. So, here's the truth reflecting upon it. Wickedness from the womb. Deceiving as soon as we're born. Their poison is like the poison of a serpent. They're like the deaf cobra that stops its ear, which will not hear the voice of charmers the most skillful caster of spells. Stirred up against it, will not hear, cannot be charmed. So divine judgment comes. Elohim, great God, Elohim, break their teeth in their mouth. Break the fangs of young lions, Yahweh. 
Let them flow away as waters which run continually. When he bends his bow, let his arrows be as if cut in pieces. In other words, he lets go of the bowstring and the arrowhead falls off and it's just, it's just an, an, a shaft of an arrow that has nothing on the end of it. That's what he's saying. Like a snail which melts away as it goes, like that of a stillborn child that they may not see the sun. This is a great cry from the psalmist for divine judgment. Stop them. Stop them completely and absolutely. Let them melt away. Break their teeth, break their fangs. If you do that to these critters, they're powerless and they're going to die. They're just not able to survive. Without that, waters that go away and you don't see again, an arrow that is harmless, a melting snail. One of my favorite pastimes as a little boy was to put salt on a snail. It would just glob up. It would be nothing. I felt powerful when I did that. <laughs> and the snail didn't do anything. You see, that's depravity right there. The snail didn't do anything to me. But he had it coming. <laughs> see, the Bible told me to do it, right? <clears throat> that's how we want the wicked people to be. Stillborn child never says a word. That's sad. That they may never see the sun or anything. Take them away completely and absolutely. God will, you know. God will. So the divine resolution that the psalmist reveals. Before your pots can feel the burning thorns, as in his living, he will take them away as with a whirlwind and burning wrath. The righteous will rejoice when he sees vengeance. He will wash, okay, I misspelled that word. He will wash his feet in the blood of the wicked so that men will say, surely there is a reward for the righteous. Surely he is Elohim, great God who judges in the earth. Here is this undying, fervent knowledge that cannot be torn away, this knowledge of the righteous, of the saved, of God's own people. This is what we know. As the old preacher, R.G. Lee, used to preach, payday someday. We know it's coming. So it's going to happen such that we will stand at the great white throne. We will be observers to be seated with Christ at the last of the judgments. And when all of the wicked are carried away like a whirlwind into the lake of fire, the righteous will rejoice. There will be a shout of hallelujah. There will be a service of worship. There will be a praise 
lifted unlike at any other time in the existence of God's own people. Men will say, surely there is a reward for the righteous, and surely he is Elohim who judges in the earth. We'll stop there and we'll have our uh, deacon prayer time.